Welcome back to Bonus Spooks, the last Bonus Spooks of Hyruleween 2021. Today, I'm talking about my thoughts on Squid Game. Uh, yeah, that was the best uh, Squid Game theme song uh, rendition I could muster. Uh, I tried singing the notes, but apparently my voice cannot go that high, as I found out, as it cracked into a thousand pieces. Um, but today, we're going to talk about the smash hit Netflix original series from Korea, Squid Game. I just finished it last night at the time of recording this with my girlfriend, um, and I have some thoughts to share. So today on Bonus Spooks, we're going to talk about Squid Game, uh, what I thought of the show overall, what I think they should do next now that they have this smash hit on their hands, um, and yeah, just everything else related to it as well. Uh, So let's get into it. Um, Squid Game, in case you don't know, is basically this new show that Netflix is really pushing and making money off of um, from Korea where a bunch of contestants, something like 460-some-odd contestants or so, uh, all of, like, poor backgrounds or financial debt backgrounds, that kind of thing, are put into this, like facility where basically they have to compete in six different games and the winner of all the six different games um gets like a fuck ton of money it's like four fifty four billion six hundred thousand fifty four billion six hundred million won uh which is like money in the united states as well uh about about is it 46? No, I don't know the exact number. Fuck, I tried to remember it. I'm sorry, guys. A lot of money. Uh, and basically, these games are super deadly um, recreations with a twist uh, of classic Korean children's games. Uh, think like Jump Rope or like Hopscotch or like Tag or freaking you know stuff like that like you'd think of games that children would play Um, but obviously since the show is based out of korea and it's very much ingrained 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 with korean culture um it's korean children's games like for example i highly doubt koreans have the game blind alligator if you've ever played that before it's it's a lot of games like that like games that haven't really crossed the border and made their way over here that only children over in Korea were really familiar with. There's a couple that are like, okay, we have that here. Um, But there's some that are just like, what the fuck is this? Um, But that really doesn't take you out of the show having that. Um, What more takes you out of the show is the dialogue. Uh, Basically, if you go to watch this show on Netflix, it defaults to English dubbed dialogue um, and basically, the English dubbed dialogue uh, is kind of infamous for being terrible. Um, a lot of people online said it was really, really bad, and I went into the show expecting it to be god-awful. Um, but honestly, if you've watched the entirety of Attack on Titan dubbed, you, you know what you're getting into. I'd say it's just as bad as that, maybe a little better. Um, the main thing is, since it's live action, they don't match up 
the lips with what they're saying. So they'll say something and they might be like, hello, I am this guy. And it will not match up with the way the lips look at all because they're actually saying something else in Korean. That's the same, obviously. Um, and sometimes it works out fine and it looks perfectly fine. Other times it looks laughably bad. Um, and there was a couple times where the show had some very, very awkwardly voiced characters. Um, for example, one of the main characters, uh, one of the main characters' mom owns a fish market stall in the city and she is not voiced by an old woman in the English dub at all and it's very obvious in the Korean dub it was definitely an old woman because the actress is very much an elderly female and <laughs> they at least got a female for the English dub but it's like this old woman and she turns around and she's like hello my son is so and so <laughs> fucking I died I fucking died and there's a couple other instances where it's it's pretty terrible um, but overall the main cast they voice them in English fairly well um, and it's not something that's super out of the place annoying 90% of the time in the show once you get into it it's only something that pops out and makes you notice it occasionally um so i did watch it with the dub but you have the option to watch it with the korean audio and in english subtitles if that's what you prefer as well um and that's sort of how we get into the show so um let's talk briefly about the main character um i don't want to butcher his korean name pronunciation so i'm just going to call him the main character uh, but basically the main character um is this guy I th uh, and he's basically an ex-factory worker who got laid off and he's just been gambling on and off to get money uh, to get him by and otherwise he lives rent free by mooching off his mother and this is a grown man he's like in his 40s I'm pretty sure um, and he has a daughter and his daughter lives with his ex-wife and her new husband and they're really well off and he's poor and he lives with his mom and that's sort of like the setup for a lot of the characters in the show some of them have families and they're just like poor factory workers some of them were laid off from their jobs like the main character others are just like random people they all have a reason for why they're poor and basically one day they're just randomly given like a a business card for this weird organization um and i'm not sure if they confirm this or not in the show but the way the main character gets it and i know at least some of the other characters as well is basically there's this like random suited guy on a subway who plays this like korean hacky sack game um and he agrees to give them money if they win and if they lose they're supposed to pay him money but instead of making them pay he just slaps them and the main character gets slapped a whole bunch, but he manages to make, like, $100 off this guy or whatever. And he, the guy's like, hey, here's my card. If you want to make some more money, join our game or whatever. Um, and that's sort of what kicks the show off. And right off the bat, there's spooky shit happening because he goes and gets into the first game uh, by arriving on this street in the middle of the night and getting into this van. 
and there's like a creepy masked guy like there's a lot of creepy masked guys in this show um and like he's like hi uh and then he knocks him out with like knockout gas and then he arrives in the actual facility which i don't want to spoil anything about this show so i'm not going to go into any more specifics about the actual show itself um i'm just going to discuss what i think about it uh because really i think the best way to go at this show is to just kind of jump in um and see if you like it or not that's really the best way to handle it um, and you'll either watch a couple episodes and be like, yeah, this ain't for me and be able to easily turn it off or you won't be able to stop letting the Netflix keep watching button automatically resume and go to the next episode. It'll be one of the two. Um, but let me say the show has very, very well written characters. Honestly, even the like language barrier stuff and the cultural barrier stuff I was expecting it to get in the way a lot for this show, and I was expecting the different nature of the human condition over in Korea to really kind of play an effect on how the show felt for an American audience, but it really doesn't at all. They really did a good job of writing the characters in a way that makes them all relatable because they have one major strength and one major weakness for example the main character he's very lucky and he's very charismatic but he's very dumb and he's not the strongest it's it's stuff like that like all of the main cast of characters um have one major weakness and one major strength for the most part and then sometimes some have more than one um but in general there's like oh this is the lucky guy oh this is the smart guy oh this is the strong guy oh, this is the quick guy, you know, that kind of thing. Everybody sort of is typecasted as having one strength, one weakness. And then there's more added on as the show goes on and you learn more about their backstory and you see them sort of compete in the game. They really did an excellent job writing the characters for the show. And the way the actors sort of characterize them with body language is incredible. Like, they have the main character being his more relaxed charismatic lucky self um and he walks like somebody who has like an uncertain confidence he has like no confidence but some confidence at the same time they have like the big tough guy with the face tattoos and he's really dumb but he's good at making people do what he says and he walks like a big tough guy and he's like you know yeah, and there's, like, the gentle giant guy. He's strong, but he walks with, like, uncertainty. They really did a good job with these actors. These actors are excellent, and they play their roles perfectly, and the way they're written is perfect. And I was surprised, too, that the fact that I was listening to it with English dub did not take me out of it at all. Like, it, the voices they got for the main cast fit very well. I think and it didn't really detract there was some characters that have like that same sort of issue that like animes that are dubbed have sometimes where like they sound way younger than they're supposed to or their voice is annoying because it's way high pitched because they're supposed to be a girl and they're like oh it's an Asian girl so we're gonna make their voice high pitched you know stereotypical crap like that um 
but overall I think they did a very good job for the dub and I'm sure the the subbed version with actual Korean audio is even better um and even the bad guys the way they sort of position the bad guys and personify the bad guys is very very interesting and they keep up for the entirety of the show's run this perfect level of mystery and unease with like the organization itself and oh who are all these masked people and shit like that um and there's a side character as well who's also sort of a main character but aside from the other main characters and it's this cop guy um who's trying to uncover everything and he's very much like a super cop and he's got a very strong will and he goes full hitman style in the show and like freaking costume swaps like a hundred times and basically he's sort of like a way for the audience to learn more about the organization without the main characters getting to know so you sort of have that tenseness with the main characters and the uncertainty with the main characters but also you're getting to the bottom of the mystery with the police officer on the side which I really really liked um, the police officer by far has the weakest personality out of any characters of the show. And he's basically just, I'm the good guy because I have to be, I want to save my brother, you know, that kind of thing. Um, he's very cookie cutter, good guy material. Uh, but he did create some interesting scenarios for the audience to witness that we wouldn't have been able to witness with the main characters in the actual game itself. Um, and a lot of people bring up the fact that the show is very gory. Um, one of the reasons I was initially steering clear is because I'm not a huge fan of absolute gore fests for no reason. I don't like seeing, like, people's bones breaking and popping out of their skin and stuff like that. And that's sort of what I was expecting out of this show. But it's more just, like, shocking gore. Like, people getting their fucking head sniper rifled and shit like that. It's not like super gory there's a couple scenes where it's like oh look away because it's like oh they're ripping this guy's freaking body apart or something like that that's not a spoiler i was just giving a broad example that's not even really relevant to anything um but it's really not as gory as i thought and it's more shockingly violent at times um and i really like that actually i'm a huge fan of over-the-top violence out of nowhere just surprising the audience and this show did a good job of that as well. Um, the Not to jump back to the main characters and how good they are too much, but the main cast has some really good backstory stuff and flashback scenes and things like that that really help build their character. And um, when they start to get into the characters outside of the game and outside of the organization, that's when you run into more of the actual weak characters. But... Uh, the flashback sequences overall are still very good and they help develop our main characters in a good way. Um, but what do I have to say that's bad about this show? So the ending right away, I'm going to tell you, I was not a huge fan of, and I do not think it ended in a good way at all. It just sort of ended and it was like a pseudo cliffhanger, but not really, and nothing really paid off. And for me, that's the big issue with this show, I think is the ending was just absolute dog water in my opinion. I could not... There was not really any payoff for any of the cast members at all. Like, none of the main cast members completed any of their goals or ambitions. It really just kind of left you like, wow, this was really just a horrible thing. 
and not like the show itself but like what happens in the show is just a horrible thing and I think that's what they wanted but it left me wanting more I have to say um the twists and turns throughout the show are very good and they unveil a lot of interesting stuff throughout the show that you weren't really necessarily expecting Uh, But by about the halfway point, I pretty much had the show figured out, and I kind of realized what was happening. There was only, like, maybe one or two big things that I did not guess that ended up happening at the end of the show. Um, But overall, I say the mystery of, like, what's going on, who done it, and trying to figure it out is one of the other strong points of the show. It's really fun to kind of analyze everything that's happening and figure out why it's happening. And when they do reveal the big plot twist at the end, you could see yourself possibly piecing it together if you would have analyzed the show more thoroughly. So as you go in to watch this show, if you decide to, definitely make sure you keep a close eye on everything and analyze things and think about why they're there and why they're deliberately set up that way because it's all done for a specific reason. Um, The show throws you off a lot too with its comedy. It goes from really gruesome scenes where people are getting murdered to like haha that's so funny this happened scenes back and forth um it's fairly well paced they don't really jump back and forth so harshly that it's off-putting um but it can be a little weird sometimes when like all these people are dying and the main cast are just like joking about this old guy or something like that because that happens several times throughout the show um but overall I want to share my thoughts here. I didn't make this a full episode because that's really all I have as far as thoughts go about Squid Game. Um, For me, it was a nice change of pace from the shows I've been watching recently. Was it super groundbreaking? In my opinion, not as much as people hype it up to be, but it was a very good show, don't get me wrong. And the fact that it's so short makes it perfect for just binging over the course of a couple days, and that's what I did, and that's what my girlfriend did with me. And that's what I'd recommend you do if you're even remotely interested. Um, And the last thing I want to touch upon is now that the show's over, what should they do next? And I want to say right away, get an American version out ASAP. If it's not already in production, it's already too late for them because this is going to be old news and way past its prime by the time they were to get anything out. They should be already filming an American version of this. That's definitely going to be worse than the original version. Um, But it could have a lot bigger scope and a lot bigger budget now that they know it works. And they could throw some wrenches in there. And they could make it more of an extended universe than directly related to the original. Because there's a lot of extended lore implied throughout the show. And I'm very, very fascinated by it. Um, They mention a lot of things numerous times that could make a spin-off show that has the same concept more plausible than you might think and they definitely need to jump onto it um i think an anime would be really really good the entire time i was watching the show especially the first couple episodes i just kept thinking this is literally an anime plot like why is this not an anime maybe they'll make it an anime at some point if they do that'd be really really cool and i'd watch that in a heartbeat um, people are talking about making it into games as well. I know there's a popular Roblox game for Squid Game, and I've heard it's fairly good. 
Um, but I have no interest in re-downloading Roblox specifically to play fake Squid Game. But apparently there's some actual game studios that are trying to make a Squid Game video game already. Which is good that they're getting started on it right away. Um, people seem to think that it's the perfect property to make a video game out of. When I was watching the show I was realizing more and more that it would be hard to do it very well. Um, I think it would be better suited for something like a Telltale game style than a like Fall Guy style like oh we're gonna have all these games and it's gonna be like you playing like oh how far can you make it in the squid game that kind of thing I don't think it's as gamey as people make it out to be and I don't think it's as easily convertible as people make it out to be it's a lot more nuanced and it's a lot more specifically driven by the events of the characters themselves than people make it out to be the games in the the actual events happening in the facility are just sort of like a means to it and ends to make the characters interact and the plot to progress. And in reality, the squid game itself is probably the least important thing and the least interesting thing going on in the show Asterix, uh, because some of the games themselves are very, very interesting and very, very cool and very, very like pretty to look at for like the sets they design and stuff like that. Um, but where the show really shines and where the show really surprised me was with the characters. And that's definitely why you should check it out um, to get into the lore, to get interested in some characters and to have your favorites and watch them succeed and watch them fail and watch their characters relationships develop and all that kind of thing. Um, it's perfect for that. And I really, really like this show for that. It was a nice little drama short almost soap opera at times feeling sci-fi jaunt and i really really recommend it um and it's perfectly spooky too so if you're still feeling kind of halloweeny after this hyruloween and this halloween is over um definitely give it a little peek if you haven't already it's probably old news by the time this podcast comes out i know even now me watching it and finishing it it's kind of like oh you hadn't watched squid game until yesterday finished it what the fuck um but I do still recommend it. It's very interesting. I'm glad I waited a little bit before the hype died down. The hype died down a little bit because it was so overhyped. It was so 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 overhyped. But it's good. It's really good. Uh, so go check it out, folks. I've been having a great time with Hyruleween this year. Uh, can't wait to bring it back. I've got a lot of episodes planned for November already in the works. Um. But yeah, Hyruleween's been fun. Check out the other episodes from this year or the last years if you haven't. And have yourselves a very safe and spooky day. Boo! See, there's my best attempts to do the, the song. <laughs>